Here we are in the Running with the Herd podcast, powered up by Herd Nation, part of the Rivals Network. And we're here with uh, Charlotte 49ers beat writer, Hunter Bailey of the Charlotte Observer. Hunter, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for having me, man. I'm excited to be on. For sure, definitely. And uh, it's an important game for both of these teams, obviously. Charlotte coming in at 5-5, five and five, Marshall coming in at 6-4. and four. Marshall still looking to um, get in that race for the Eastern Division and uh, even themselves up with Western Kentucky. And Charlotte is looking to get themselves that sixth win to try to get themselves to a bowl game. Talk to us a little bit about the uh, job that Will Healy's done with this team so far this season. For sure. Um, I think they definitely started hot this year. Uh, they beat Duke at home, got after Gardner-Webb, um, jumped out to four and two, which was the best start in school history. Um, but they, they started struggling a little bit with FAU at home. Um, Chris Reynolds got hurt in that game, uh, hurt one of the fingers on his throwing hand, and then missed uh, the Western Kentucky game. And both of those back-to-back blowout losses kind of put us more of a humbling feeling on the season, I think, for, for Will and then you know, a lot of the staff and some players. Um, they bounced back, got a late late game surge, went over Rice, and I, I think the team needed that really bad after those two losses, especially one of them coming at home. Um, but then to go to Louisiana Tech last week and allow 42 points to a team that had lost five straight, I think that that was tough on them. Um, overall, with the team this season, I think they've been – decent in terms of expectations, but I, I do think this is this team is more talented than five and five. So I'll be interested to see how they finish out the year for sure. Yeah, and one of the things that kind of set them back this year was injuries, like you mentioned, obviously to Chris Reynolds, who's the quarterback, who's the catalyst of the team. Uh, Victor Tucker's been out with some injuries as well. He will miss the Marshall game, in fact. And there's been some injuries on the defense as well. The fact that they're 500 right now says a lot about this team's resiliency, in my opinion. Yeah, no doubt. The, uh, like I say, the the game game winning drives against Rice, they had one to tie right before in regulation, and then the first play of overtime, that was that was Charlotte. That was the Charlotte we saw in 2019. Kind of missed that in 2020. That was just such a up and down year for them. It, so many games canceled, so it felt like they were getting back to you know, Charlotte, um, they let put the ball in Chris Reynolds' hands. The defense did what it had to do to get off the field. Um, and I kind of expected that to carry over to Ruston last week. Um, they started out, couldn't really convert in the red zone, and then Louisiana Tech's offense was just on fire. And Charlotte was never really able to pull within that two-score gap. Um, but in terms of resiliency, you know, resiliency for this game, uh, I'll be interested to see in how they start. One thing for Charlotte this year is their first five, five out of their first six games, when they started four and two, they were scoring on the first drive. They were jumping out to these early leads, and that's kind of faded. Um, they've only scored 13 total points in the first quarter of games since then. Uh, so I'll be interested to see how they start because they've been playing from behind almost wire to wire these past four weeks. 
Yeah, and uh, taking a look at the Marshall side of things, I mean, obviously, with the first-year head coach in Charles Huff, they had some uh, early season struggles through the mid part to the midpoint of the season. They won uh, four straight, and it kind of was the catalyst, kind of like you said, with Charlotte when they had that come-from-behind overtime win against Rice. We had a come-from-behind overtime win against Old Dominion, and that springboarded us to four straight wins. And then, obviously, we lose a tough one to a defending champion of Conference USA, UAB. And now we're looking to see if we could still maintain our position in the uh, Conference USA East race. Just from an outsider's perspective, when you take a look at Marshall, what do you see there? I, just statistically, looking at them on paper, they were very problematic for Charlotte. Uh, I've gotten to see a couple of games this season. I was able to watch the Old Dominion game. And uh, I think Grant Wells is really good. Ali is going to pose a lot of problems for Charlotte. And then the the main concern for the 49ers this week is going to be Marshall's pass rush. Uh, I believe it's 37 sacks on the year. Yeah. Uh, And Charlotte is operating without – they have been without Demetri Emanuel, starting guard from the season – Jackson Hughes, starting tackle. T.J. Moore, starting tackle. Uh, I'll definitely be interested to see what their offensive line looks like going up against Marshall's uh, defensive line in front four. Definitely. And uh, kind of switching gears a little bit from uh, the matchup to um, conference realignment. Now, obviously, uh, Charlotte will be going to the American here very soon, and Marshall will be going to the Sun Belt. Just talk to me about what it means for Charlotte, not only as a football program, but also as an athletics department, as a university, et cetera, to make that move to the American where you have a lot of schools in the same footprint. And what I mean by that is, you know, you have a lot of schools that are in thriving cities and everything, and you have a pretty decent football in those cities. I mean, obviously, you know, Cincinnati's, take it and ran with it, you know, in terms of the group of five. But just talk to me about what it means to have that university go to a conference that a lot of people are talking very good about. I definitely think it's it's a huge thing for the university. Um, I was able to sit down with Mike Hill, the athletic director, and then Chancellor Gaber, um, kind of get some of the insight on how everything went and what all went into it. And I think my biggest takeaway was uh, – how prepared they were like they weren't kind of waiting for this opportunity they were ready for it they started work on you know expanding putting the right people in place um to position themselves for this when the opportunity came available um in terms of like joining the conference personally i'm excited for charlotte to have an in-state rival with east carolina yeah they've they tried to play appalachian state and I, some people think it's rivalry. Some don't. I'm, I'm indifferent. Um, I know they're always fun games to watch. I wish they'd play them more, but they're not on the schedule until 2026. So I mean, they're if they didn't make this move, they're without consistent in-state opponent until then. Uh, I'm looking looking forward to them playing East Carolina, um, and then just I feel like the quality of the game is going to improve. I mean, there's going to be better teams on the field. Um, and then the games won't be on stadium. They'll be 
on ESPN. They'll be on everybody on I've talked to. Everybody I've talked to, Hunter, has talked about that <laughs> bogus TV deal <laughs> as well. They should, you know. Yeah, it's a. Uh, I know this year's game bet- between Charlotte and Marshall is. I mean, Charlotte's five hundred. You guys are fighting for a conference berth. They're fighting for a bowl game, and it's like I gotta watch this on Facebook or Stadium. Uh, I'm I'm definitely looking forward to uh, whatever ESPN family network it's on. Um, yeah, and that's for um, not only for you guys, but also for um, Marshall as well. I mean, obviously with the uh, Sun Belt TV deal, and there's obviously some strong teams in the Sun Belt with uh, App State, Coastal Carolina has been coming on as of late. Then you add Marshall into the mix and Southern Miss, even though they're down right now, you know, I think Will Hall's got that group going in the right direction. So they'll be pretty strong, you know, as time goes on. And, you know, I I do think that it's a win-win for everybody involved. I mean, you know, when you talk about the Sun Belt and Marshall and obviously Charlotte and the American, I mean, it just makes sense. I mean, you know, you're not really having a whole lot of, uh, you know, gimme games, as you could say. I mean, obviously, you know, in Conference USA, you have some teams that are in that upper to mid echelon, and then you have some teams that are not. And, you know, I just think it'll be good for competitive balance all the way around. Real quick here to wrap it up here, Hunter, um, just what are your keys to uh, this matchup on Saturday? Um, What do you think think is going to happen here in this game? For Charlotte, um, I'll go with just three keys. Uh, first, and I touched on a little bit, they got to protect Chris Reynolds. Uh, I don't know what the offensive line is going to look like. I've gotten some probables, some questionables, some doubtfuls on some of these guys. So we'll, we'll see who's out there, who dresses out. Um, so protecting Chris. Second key is they're going to have to force turnovers. I know that Marshall has a minus five turnover ratio and Grant has thrown 12 12 interceptions this year. Uh, Charlotte is going to get back John Alexander, who is, in, in my opinion, the best player on the defense playing safety. Um, he's playmaker, and they're going to need that, um, somebody to be able to read the eyes of the quarterback and get after it. Um, and then lastly, I think they're going to have to run the ball. Charlotte has produced, I think, 100 yards or less in three of their past four games on the ground, most of them. 70, 70, and then like 50. Um, I think they're going to have to run the ball to take some of that pressure off of Chris. Uh, but I'll be interested to see what it, what the offensive line looks like mainly because if it's like they were deep last week, two starters got hurt on the same play. They were already missing two people, so they were they were reaching on the depth chart. But yes, sir. All right. Well, thank you for the insight, Hunter. We certainly appreciate it. And uh, we'll talk to you next time. Sounds good, man. Thank you. Thanks for having me on. All right, man. Sounds good. This is going to go out uh, tomorrow morning. So uh, feel free to retweet it. For sure, man. Hey, thanks for thanks for working with me again. I, I wish I could have made it work a little better. I ran back here and was just going around like crazy today. Hey, no problem, man. This worked out good for both of us. I mean, you know, I don't have no kids in here, you know, you, uh, you're doing your thing. So yeah. So, uh, enjoy the rest of the week and, uh, we'll talk to you again. For sure, man. Have a good day. All right. You too.